It's episode 7 of Craig Island Rugby. We're here at another lovely evening in the sports ground. A bit of a breeze, slightly colder than it's been. But William's away with Nicole Kidman somewhere. And I've got Rob Murphy. What do you think for tonight, Rob? Well, I was going to try to put on a William accent there, but uh, I'm, gla- I'm glad I don't have to. Uh, yeah, I think tonight it's cold, uh, but crisp, dry night, so it's going to be interesting. I reckon, I reckon Connick's going to win comfortably enough. You reckon it's going to be a bit tighter for long periods. It was very interesting to watch the Teresa Leinster game today and notice how much possession and territory they had, but how, in the end, they really had no cutting edge at all. And when it started to fall apart, it really fell apart. But I'm sure you've checked the stats, Alan, but you'll have seen that they have four losing bonus points in their defeat so far. They've been in a lot of close games, and away from home they haven't been bad you look at the Dragons defeat they lost 19-12 they were very close against Edinburgh this isn't a bad side and now they're at full strength I think it'll be a bit of a battle but I do think Connacht are going to win by 14-15 points in the end yeah, the bookies have us to win by 16. Um, it's a lo- it is a lovely night. There was a little bit of a breeze. It's it's cool. I wouldn't call it cold. But then you're used to sitting in your lovely little warm box up there, yeah, and this is my really idea of cold yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got Dave. Hiya, Dave. What's what's your thoughts on tonight's game? Um, just don't make a mistake. It's kind of like the traditionally a team that hasn't been able to swing of good results together. Last season we do one great result and then follow it up with a bad result. Last week was a great win, so in, uh, so let's follow it up with uh, with a win tonight. Four points, on the match. Don't don't worry about the before. Worry about the performance on Monday when you can analyse it and you head into Russia. Just get the four points. Worry about performance after you get the points. Absolutely, and uh, of course the Eagles had a great win last night in Leinster to win their second game in a row. And they're streaming that in the clubhouse, which you were telling me, and I saw, and it's brilliant, great idea. Someone's got a laptop set up, streamed the match from last night. I'm not sure they would have streamed it had we lost, but uh, still, really clever stuff, and uh, I think fans appreciate that, and it's that kind of sense that they're really involved in the whole process, not just watching the team play. So, good work, Connacht Rugby. We give them some grief sometimes, so that's good. Yeah, it is, very good, in the clan bar that time. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent, and it's great that people can see how this, this expansive game that, that uh, Southern Hemisphere style game that we've been developing seems to be really kicking into gear because they were playing a lot of that last night by the looks of it. Okay, it's 20 minutes into the game. I'll give you a quick update. Um, we've got a penalty here. Uh, Craig Ronaldson's kicking it. He's already kicked one penalty. It's a fascinating encounter there. Scrum houses un- under all sorts of pressure. We've given away two penalties in the scrum so far, but we're um, we're bringing them around the field. Our defending is is fantastic, and we're running the ball around the field very well. Ronaldson's about to take this penalty to put a six nil up, hopefully. <laughs> Twenty minutes gone, six nil Connacht. It's half time. It's nine points to five for Connacht. Uh, Nathan White went off for an injury assessment just before half time, and Finley Beelan comes on. It made a huge difference in the scrum. We almost scored a try, but got the ball knocked out of our hands just as we went over the line. Um, it's looking as though we might be able to pull away in this match at some stage. We'll wait and see. Seventy minutes gone, Connacht lead 23-12. It's a cracking match, brilliant second half. Connacht have been under a lot of pressure, but we're uh, coming back into it and we should hopefully come away and win this game. We'll talk to you again at full time.
Full-time, Connacht 33, Treviso 19. We let a try in with the last play of the game after we spent about three or four minutes trying to get a score and let the ball go into their hands and we didn't have the energy to chase them back. Great win. Uh, that's a very determined Treviso side. Um, and we're top of the league because Scarlets have been beaten by Leinster. Game chat, Alan's with us. Yeah, bloody freezing. Bloody freezing. This is going to become a problem. We, we may have to come up with a solution that's a bit warmer. Uh, first time on, on the radio, Niall Shield, or as we know him, Packy. Thanks, Rob. Good to have you here. Radio? Uh, well, we're kind of radio okay. in, in an old fashioned sense. Uh, some sort of audio medium. Dave Finn. Good evening, gentlemen. It is not warm. It is not warm, but this is a happy Connacht team. Uh, they're top of the league. They are top of the league. I'd say they're satisfied. I don't know if they're happy. There's a lot to be not happy about. There's an awful lot more to be satisfied about. Um, look, top of the league, unless much do something spectacular tomorrow, win by 35-plus points, bonus strike, not impossible, but unlikely given that it's in Edinburgh. Um, Connacht will be top of the league going into a break. That's, that's, the, that's a lot more than we hoped for. It's more than we expected. And yes, I think if everybody's honest, there's so much improvement with what can happen on the pitch. There are things today that creaked. I thought Scrum had problems. I thought some of our defence is shaky at best. And we are leaking trees like a sieve, but I'd rather be leaking trees on top of the table than leaking trees on bottom of the table. Yeah, let's not leak trees anyways, that's for sure. Lindy McKenzie's joined us. Lindy, i just update you. We have said it's going to be a quick podcast in case you're freezing. We are all freezing too. Um, and uh, nothing else said other than early thoughts. So what's your early thoughts on the Connacht performance tonight and the fact that they're top of the league? I'm just delighted they got the win. Um, leaking, leaking tries is one thing, but scoring tries and winning is another. And I think it, that's, the, that's the bottom line. And let's not forget that Trevi so are a very physical and a very good side and they've certainly improved over the last number of years unlucky to be without a win and so I, I mean I don't think I'd, I'd say Pat, Pat Lamb has, has reason to be delighted Packy, uh, you know, could even have been 7 from 7 but 6 from 7 28 points from a possible 35 I mean no one's saying this is uh, anything other than delivering on what you should deliver on to a certain degree but it, it's fairly impressive yeah, it's very impressive. Um, they're playing quite well. Like Dave said, they need they've a lot of improvement to do. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can say 
you can say much more about it really other than, other than that I mean they were lucky in Glasgow but it's, it, it's probably a little bit better than nobody, nobody seems to get run away with themselves no. even in the crowd or anything like that so um, it helps that we concede a try right at the end of most matches yeah that, that keeps everyone tempor- their feet on the ground in, yeah in fairness though it that was one was, the yeah, end that one was just yeah it was worth, it, worth throwing the ball around there. exactly exactly they were going for they were going for the bonus point try themselves so um, yeah uh, but all in all they can they'd be nothing but happy what was the mood in the terrace like, Alan? We've heard a bit of it there at the start of the podcast, but... Yeah, and I, I, I did a bit of a long record when we had the ball for that last few minutes and I just stuck the record on to see what we could get. So you might be able to pick out one or two things that we can keep, maybe one or Probably two things we can keep. Oh, but, like uh, that, yeah. No, no, I think the terrace, for the most part, were happy. They weren't particularly happy in the first half. It was a pretty scrappy first half and people were a bit edgy. But uh, in the second half, when we started to really become more incisive they were very happy a bit disappointed that we keep it's the 10-12 channel that's the problem not with the 10 and the 12 in there but they scored their tries by breaking through that 10-12 channel mainly when forwards were there who didn't seem to be able to deal with the pace of, of backs coming in at full speed what's going on there? start with you Packy then Linny I don't know <laughs> Linny's already said she doesn't know okay <sighs> Do you want to no, I think I think I'm going to nail this. It's never, it's never from set piece. We don't concede from set pieces. We don't concede from scrums. We, we concede when we turn the ball over and they attack us quite quickly. And we do, we reset with whoever's there. Um, and is this true? It is. They, they, the, their first try, what they, it was Muldoon that was there, and they went straight at him, and the winger came on up. It's good support lines. We need, maybe we should talk about good play by the other team, as well as it being the wrong guy. Like if it's ten, if it's a regular ten or a regular twelve, it doesn't necessarily happen. I'm not saying it won't happen, but it doesn't necessarily happen. But hey, they spot a weakness. It's a, it's a, it's a prop or a second row going up against a winger or a fullback. And hey, you know, if we did it, we'd be delighted, and we wouldn't care if it was in the ten to twelve channel. So maybe we give them a little bit more praise. After the game, I spoke to Pat Lamb and Craig Rollinson. So you listen to both interviews. Now, Pat, straight off the top, top of the league. Yeah, very pleased. Um, you know, uh, really proud of the whole squad. There's uh, been a massive lot of uh, amount of work that's gone into uh, to get us here. And I just said in the chamber, you know, the boys can be proud of uh, not only tonight, but um, you know, the work we put in. You know, the challenge for us now is uh, you know regroup and. Uh, we, go, we, we go into the European competition, and but we go, when we come back to Pro 12, it's, uh, we, we just talked about us. Um, uh, it's already well been at the top, but it, it's an incentive for us now to train as a team that's at the top, prepare as a team at the top, and uh, and, and that, that's what faces us now. How we uh, how you know doing our best to try and stay there. Obviously, five of those seven games are at home, and the World Cup is on, which is yeah. a huge factor. But you're still, by my reckoning, eleven points better off than last season in the direct hit comparison with fixtures. So that must be the real key where you're starting to see the progress. Like, yeah, I, I think you know we, we look at game to game. You know, travelling home's fantastic. We you know we know that we're going to get a great support, and, and the boys love it here. But we've also um, you know, a lot of preps gone into away games as well, and. You know, uh, we're unfortunate not to have two from two away, and uh, but um, it, it doesn't phase us that actually, um, you know, some of the preparation we do for away games is, is good. And I think the the main thing for us is just, we, you know, it's the old cliche, but we have to go one, we have to park this and go one game at a time. We start the new competition next week. Um, there's quite a few niggles there which are concerning, um, you know, because you only have a smaller squad in Europe and. Um, and already we've been hit with, uh, we had a few injuries going into it and we, we've taken a, few, a bit of hit tonight. So it's a bit of a regroup and there might be a few change of plans as, you know, we, we were going to have two different sides um, playing, one playing, um, going to Russia and one staying to prepare. But the way we are at the moment, it, it could be uh, some guys might have to back up, which is which is not ideal. 
Can you trying to make sense of that game is kind of difficult, but like for me, it seems like you've beaten a very good side in, in a very exciting second half. But yeah. is, is that fair? Because there were thirteen errors from Connacht by our yeah. count, so there was lots of mistakes as well. Like. Oh, there was, there was, and that's what I said. Like we weren't, uh, um, you know, def- defence energy. We had to defend a lot. I mean, they they attack. We saw last week they like they like to play the ball, and 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 right through they've been unlucky in a couple of games, mm-hmm. but they do have a good attack. And um, and even last week against Leinster, there was a few passes that they were just one pass away from. To nail it, and we talked about that. That our defence has to be outstanding. Last week, unfortunately, um, there was a few errors in our defence, um, you know, and, and behind the line, and um, and we just a little our spacing wasn't quite right. It is uh, particularly around the rucks, and so we, we we got broken back up on the inside. So. Um, and um, and the energy levels probably wasn't as the same as last week, but I think we spoke about it at half time. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, easily fixable if we um, and, and more importantly, we just need to control the ball. I thought we we didn't have much time. You know, we spent too much time on defence in the first half. Um, and we could build some pressure, and we and we did that. We got got ourselves ahead, and we kept we stayed ahead there, and then we went for it at the end, and we were we were close, and unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, one we lost the ball, and they went down the length of the field, which was frustrating for everyone. McCartney, Cooney, Healy, all key yeah. injuries. That's what a lot of people are going to go home worried about. You can't really tell us exact details, but you've got to be worried about that too. Though. Yeah, it is. You always worry about injuries, but you know you, you prepare for them, and that's why you know we have a good squad. And you know we'll just find out, and the next guy just needs to step up and, and do the job. Um, you know, we, we've every game we've made quite a few changes, and, and you know sometimes the force, sometimes the rotation. So. Um, you know, the, you don't want to lose players, and um, but hopefully they're not out for too long, and and um, we just you know we regroup and find out who can step up. We're all speculating and expecting changes next week. It's European yeah. rugby, and you've got to manage your squad. Is that fair to speculate on? Yeah, definitely. I think we we we've been planning for this. You know, there's certainly the the Russia trip is a <clears throat> is a massive unknown. I mean, Monday, Tuesday, we're going to be here at six o'clock in the morning, training at eight o'clock because our kickoff time over there is eight o'clock in the morning. Minus, uh, I looked at the temperatures and. When we arrive in, it never gets above uh, zero, and um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, it's it's a big challenge. It's a big mm. challenge, and um, so the ideal <clears throat> without the injuries was two squads, but I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that now. You know, there's going to be maybe some. You know, we're just going to have to see how the injuries go. But certainly, some guys that I'd planned to take um, might not be uh, might might not be on that plane now. Craig, we're just doing the stats there. I make it seven kicks from eight. I think you're up on something like 14 from 17 in the season. That's good kicking to start with. Well done. Is it? Yeah. Um, happy with the kicking again. I suppose it's it's the way it is. I'm going to be annoyed about that one I missed. Uh, that, that one near the halfway line. I kind of just I, I, I thought I had the distance all right, but I just pushed it left. But uh, yeah, no, like I said, happy happy to get a few over and to uh, you know kind of push that scoreboard on a bit because that first half was kind of tough and, and we need to just keep that scoreboard ticking over a bit because they were tough to break down. Uh, like we knew they were going to be and we thought it might take till you know 50 or 60 minutes to be start getting a few tries which it kind of turned out to be so um yeah it was important that, that we had a bit of few scores early on on the board the stats for you playing at 12 are pretty good as well i mean obviously there's a lot of other factors but how much do you like that role in the 12 jersey i think you've played eight games now and i think or maybe it's nine you've won seven so just talk to me about moving into that 12 position is it yeah i wasn't aware of those stats but um yeah no i find it good actually yeah you know pushing one or more out i may not be making the calls but i don't don't find it a huge amount of difference to be honest I'm still I'm still helping out the 10 inside me helping out Jack there with calls and you know trying to keep eyes up for, for kicking and just, just another kind of 
play caller kind of one out, I suppose. And uh, when I think with 12, I'm probably hitting a few more rooks than I'm used to when I'm at 10. But um, no, nice to be able to contribute. And the main thing was we got another win tonight. How big is this run for the lads and being top of the table? What does it mean to you in there? Yeah, it's huge. I think we, we targeted the start of the season that we, we needed a good block of games when, when the World Cup kind of schedule was on. And I think we've done that now, especially... Um, you know, being at home, we we talk about the Fort, Fortress Sports Ground being huge for us, and, and it was a big factor again tonight. That crowd really kind of pushed us on, especially in that second half when we needed that bit of extra push. Um, but yeah, no, like you said, it's good to be kind of going into this Euro break now, top of the table. Um, it's something we talk about now that you know we'll regroup, we'll go to Europe, we'll look back at it now. When we come back, we got to prepare like we're at top of the top of the table, and we've got to really try to stay there and push on. Bit of a helter skelter match in the second half. Were you angry under the post when you conceded that try, and and, and like what was the mindset because? times you seemed like you were going to really kick on then they came back at you yeah it was, it was a weird one actually you know they were kind of tough to break down at the start and we knew it was going to be quite physical and we found ourselves defending a lot and we, we had to make a lot of tackles but we started that second half really well we got an, an early try on the board two early tries and uh, it was just about really just trying to take hold our shape and and uh, yeah that kind of try killed our momentum there in the middle of the half when they scored but we got back up again we were in good field position um, it's just frustrating we couldn't we couldn't finish it off now I think we would have dropped pass or two just near the end of the line which you know we'll have to look back on why we didn't hold on to those but um uh, I think we were just pushing ourselves really hard to get that fourth try. Lads were quite dejected when they saw them run down the other end of the pitch. Robbie Henshaw's back. Uh, what's it feel like when you're out there in the pitch with him and you know when you start spotting him popping up on the shoulder? Yeah, it's great to have him back. Um, you know, the big influence tonight. Uh, scored a great try and made some great carries. So it's great to have his voice out there again, and you know he, he really adds to it. And um, you know, like I said, it's it's great that also when he when he's not there, that guys are filling the position as well. And, and, and stepping up because it's going to be a massive squad effort now going forward with this block of games. And um, but but at the end of the day, it's great to have them. Okay, we're back. That was the voice of Craig Ronaldson. Good speaker, actually, isn't he, Dave? He's uh, very impressive. But they're all very impressive guys. They're not, you know, they're all intelligent guys. They have to be playing the sport they're playing, and they all. There's a certain degree of maybe you've done it yourself. You've you've taught them about basically our presentation. They present themselves very well. You don't see you, you, none of them comes off, and you're thinking, no, I have no idea what this person is saying. They're articulate. Some of them are shy than others, but Craig is a very good speaker, and I thought he got his point across very well. Even though he I was bombarded him with you, a few you did, too many stats. Yeah, I wonder where you got them from. Um. <laughs> no, I got I mean, I got them myself. In fairness, oh, I, I gave him the uh, you know you've had nine starts in the centre, one one seven draw, one last one. He got looked at me and really, uh, I hadn't heard that stat. <laughs> I was like, you don't. Listen. Listen to my right. stuff, Craig. Oh. He's obviously not a listener to the podcast. If he is, he might be, might be his first time. Hey, he's in at 12. And Packy, myself and yourself were going back and forth on Twitter. We weren't really. It was just one exchange. But you're not convinced that Aki at 13 is as good as I think it is. And the stats seem to suggest. All right. Well, uh, the reason I don't think he's good at 13 is because he's a poor passer. And he can't actually pass off his left hand. He threw oh, God, three he balls. me here. He threw three <laughs> balls into touch yeah. today. Um, and I think your 10-12 channel would be an awful lot uh, uh, more protected if he was there. Plus, when he w- he was out the far side of Rook, we're on the clan side here to the, for the first Treviso try. Uh, at 13, he was depending on the 13 channel, but I think at 12, he's more of a defensive linchpin, and he would have uh, called it across because I don't think... Uh, uh, John Muldoon was far too slow to react to it. He um, he had a phase and a half where he could have uh, where he could have called out his defence, but he didn't. 
Yeah, I also think he lacks the pace that you need at 13, to be honest. I think he's 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 very strong in the first four or five metres, but after that, he doesn't have afterburners to, to, to sort of get away from anything else, and that's that's what would worry me most. Yeah, no, he's very quick feet, yeah. but um, top-end pace isn't there. I'd much prefer to see... Would uh, you take Robinson out of 12, then, despite the fact that those stats kind of look so good for him? I know stats don't stats do lie, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, would you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd have Robinson at 10. Would you? Yeah, I would in a heartbeat and Robbie back at 13, where I think he's best. There you go. Tune in at 15, Danny comes back for injury at 14, it sorts itself off. We know how to play this game. Yeah, this is like, actually, I mean. Actually, I, yeah, a holler in 15, for definite. He, mean, uh, he's, he's been outstanding. He's been very vocal the first few games this year and. Um, He's kept his wingers. Uh, he's kept his wingers in the game really, really well. Lindy, you're going to have to talk about this. Jump in. What do you reckon? How happy are you with the way the backline shaped up? Just in an overall context, season so far. Just scoring tries. Mm. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Defensively. Um, defensively, Pat is working on you know different facets of the defence and line speed and where you know where they're scoring from and you know he's always talked throughout the entire season about maintaining the structure and the composure I mean when you have had a few changes with Ronaldson coming in at 12 and Bundy going out to 13 you know maybe that does you know does affect the way that they defend and attack but you know I'm not going to be highly critical of a, of a side that is that is producing the best it can produce and it is winning moving on Europe coming up Alan you're on the phone no I'm just checking the stats Rob just wanted to oh, see yeah. where we are with our stats with oh. our try scoring and where we're at um, and yeah we, we're, we're averaging close enough to 30 points a game which is pretty cool yeah it's not bad that's working Europe do we care but Challenge Cup, we do our usual. Look, we don't care. No, I, I think we, I think we care about every game we play. And I'm, I've, I've said this. I said it about why you should be thinking about winning the league. And you do that by also winning all your games. The Eagles are winning all their games. They've beaten Ulster away. They've beaten, they've beaten Leinster away. We expect that. We hope they beat. We'll be at the game against Newport. We hope they win that one. Mm. We're winning every game. We're disappointed. We're disappointed when we don't beat Glasgow away. Mm. I mean, irrespective of what team they were. He's not going to let that go, Pat, is he? No, he's not going to let that go. And I don't think he should because yeah. it was a game we could have won. Mm, I agree. And I think, I think you, if you start thinking, do we care about Europe? That's completely the wrong mentality. I don't care who we're facing. We go out to beat them. I don't care if it's in Vladivostok or if it's down the road. Steve, I'm not in the dressing room. I'm just asking questions. No, I, th- I think we should go out to win. Now, it's, and I also think the big thing is that Eagles win last night is huge because a lot of those guys will go to Russia. Yeah. Now, I know Pat, I was, Pat was in there saying he wanted to, he wouldn't have been 15 new guys, which I mean, all the guys who were fit from yesterday would have gone, plus probably tonight's subs. Clearly, with the injuries we picked up tonight, that's not going to happen. But I think we should go and play every time Conley goes on the pitch, they should be going out to win, and I don't care who the opposition is. Stop setting them up for these slam dunk dancers. Uh, Lindley, you're going to Russia. Talk us through it. Yes. Um, talk you're through. cold here in the sports ground. How bloody cold are you going to be in crash yards? <laughs> oh, I think I'll have my thermals on out there. <laughs> I think you better. <laughs> as long as there's no snow. Different type of cold. Different, different type of different cold. Type of, yeah, there's a, it's a sharp kind of bite cold. Wind chill factor. But yeah, wow, what a trip. Talk well, us through. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a very long trip, obviously. But it's... Um, and there's a good load of supporters going out as well. They're, most of them are making their way independently. I suppose the difficult thing for, for anyone travelling to Russia is organising their visa and their flights. And, I mean, while it's 
it's difficult enough for one person as an individual doing it. You have to feel a little bit sorry for Tamornut and looking Look. after the entire 40 squad members and, and management. And mm. he's had to do that job as well as organise their accommodation and their food and the Sports charter flight and, and the visas. Yeah, and, um, it's, you know, it's, it's not an easy process, but it's out of their comfort zone. But it's certainly something that's been a challenge. And knowing Connett and their attitude, and led by the rest, led by the staff and the management, that they'll just they'll go for it and they'll 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 enjoy it. You can read Lindley's stuff in the Irish Times and the Examiner this week, uh, and uh, definitely do that because she's going to have some great stuff from over in Crash and Harris. You've been in Bucharest with Connacht, and you've told me about some other trips. I mean, you were on trips to, over to play London Scottish back in the days before the, the professional stuff started. So it's been a this, this is a brand new location, though. It is a new location. It's, it's, it's quite an experience. I'm, I'm in two minds about it in the sense that I'm not sure uh, how viable it is that, or how suitable it is that a team like Krasnoyarsk is actually, or is, who live in, who are based in Krasnoyarsk in Russia, are actually in this competition, given mm. that it is a European competition. But they are in it, and the point of the competition is to expand and to promote rugby, so I can understand both sides of it. I I mean, it's a very, it's a very unusual ask to get a rugby team to travel over to Siberia. Hmm. For I wonder where the money comes from hmm. for a rugby match. Well, I know the visas, for example, have cost Connacht six thousand euros. Visa fees alone. Wow. You know, so I'm. It's. I mean, you. But they you, do. But they do. They're the one team that don't have to pay for their away trip beyond that. So there is a there is a saving in that regard. Obviously, quite a major saving if you had to go to Sochi. True, but if you if you ask them if they want to go to Sochi or or, or Siberia, yeah, I can guarantee which one. Exactly. Yeah, Pat's very worried about the cold. He also said to us in the post game interviews, which we ran a little bit of that there, that like six a.m. training sessions just to try and acclimatize. It's crazy stuff. Even after the game, they're going to be back on this they play at 8 a.m our time on the Saturday they'll be back in Ireland on Saturday night about half 11 mad well I think the, 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 the um, time difference and, and the whole jet lag aspect is something that I actually spoke to um, to Mornut about and he said that Paul Bunce has obviously been looking into that because they have to try to get over that jet lag as quickly as possible I think they've already got organized one indoor session and one outdoor session I think there's also a pool in the hotel where they're staying so maybe that would help them loosen up their legs a bit as well um, I think it's just is it no one really knows what to expect um, very few people have been to Russia if any of the squad I'm not sure if they have or not um, I have been there um, a few times before and it is certainly is a different experience but I've never been to Grishnoyas for a rugby for a rugby game so <laughs> I have been. You could always you could always nip home to New Zealand. <laughs> it's that far away. Yeah, just pop over. Yeah. Anyway, I, Con- look, Connacht will go over there and they'll put their best foot forward as they usually do. They'll treat it like an experience. It's out of their comfort zone. It's a good development in many ways for some, possibly some of the younger players who will be attending. And hopefully, at the end of the day, they'll get the result that they need. And it's also good development for Williams' vodka drinking experience, which is going to be really good as well. He'll be doing some recording. Hopefully, he'll track down Lindy somewhere along the way, and we'll, you can have a chat about the, the trip and all of that uh, at this stage is, we should is there, um, are there many blazers going? not that I'm aware of <laughs> Whoa, I'm, I'm stunned I do not, I, I mean, and, and yet they turn up in places like Breeze and it sounds amazing oh, it's a shock <laughs> where did you spend the La Rochelle game? <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> eating a nice meal by some boats and I took a picture to rub it in okay hey we'll drop in a little bit of audio here because William's obviously over in London and he's got an exclusive interview with Nicole Kidman 
we think. <laughs> and if he hasn't, we're going to have to leave this in the yeah. podcast. Yeah, 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 not even it. Because he let me, because I was texting him updates during the game, and he said he finished off with his last text. Excellent. Nicole is delighted. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of more just a report on what she said rather than actual audio, but so be it. Uh, thanks, William. I'll start with the rants, uh, or not the rants, because this is an apology. Uh, last week we were talking about skills coaches, and I suggested that Andre Bell is the uh, skills coach. He's not, he's the backs coach. Dave Ellis is the skills coach. I just wanted to tidy that up, and Alan wanted to do that as well, but I was the main one who did that. Who wants to uh, talk? Yeah, I just, yeah, because again, we saw some fantastic skill from, from our guys tonight. The, the catch pass skills are, are incredible, and the crowd are really enjoying that, and the crowd are really getting behind the team. They don't mind them making mistakes and letting in tries. Yeah, there were a few because, mistakes, like, yeah. Because the, the skills we're showing now yeah. are, are yeah. really good, and we're not just looking for contact all the time. We're looking to, to try and move the ball around. So, yeah, kudos to those guys. Andrew Brown moved the ball along the line a couple of times with great deft hands. Uh, any thoughts? Any other business? And do you want to rant about what you did? We're talking about Dave Ellis. No, we're talking about Dave Ellis. Actually, Pet was talking okay. about him at a press conference recently, and he he specifically mentioned Dave Ellis because of the huge improvement that have been made in in, in the skills. Mm. He said that you know over the course of their their training week that there are ten minute kind of periods where players once upon a time used to ask what they could do and you know to fill this time up but now he said they're all very much using their own initiative to decide what they want to train and the the ability of Dave Ellis is that these one-on-one sessions mm-hmm. have hugely improved the skill set of all the players and he he actually said it was basically he had wanted Dave Ellis to come over here he came late I think in the first season yeah. because he was tied up but what we are seeing according to Pat Lamb, is the benefit of Dave Ellis's expertise. And it takes time. Mm. Interesting. Good, good stuff, Lindley. Thanks for that. We'll get back to you if you want to rant. Dave, you're up. Uh, rant, well, um, Treviso uh, tried to slow the game down. I've never seen a team slow the game down as much in the first half. Their scrum half should have been same for diving on the ball at the base of the uh, And Gory comes on, the whole thing speeds up and they get better. So that's oh, an observation. Okay. Fast play, fast good play is better for everybody concerned and Gory was the prime example of that tonight um, my usual rant which is to do next week's game the game we're actually going to be at which is here is I would rather see Newport the rugby club rather than the Newport uh, Gwent Dragons selection be playing next week and I still stand by what I said before which was the replacement of the Welsh clubs by the Welsh regions doesn't make sense it was one thing if the competition was set up for the regions but it's not they were in the competition and they've effectively been kicked out you disagree Packy so go, go ahead it's, it's a B competition it's not for clubs. I have to disagree with that completely. Yeah. The then why are the English clubs in it? What's that? Why are, the, why, why are the English clubs in it? It's the BNI Cup. Why are the English clubs oh, yeah. in it? They're, they're, champ, they're championship teams. But why aren't the Scottish teams in it? Why aren't they're the Italian champ- teams in it? Like, see, the championship teams are professional rugby clubs on the verge of, of top tier. Is that, is that, I'm, why am I That's making a, your point? No, no, exactly. exactly <laughs> that. It would be like having uh, Lansdowne, Turnure, Clontarf. Ponty proved about us last year. So did uh, so so did uh, so did Bristol, but Ponty breathed with us last year. Um, the competition was set up for them, and we came into it. I think we, I think it's unfair that they've been kicked out. This was messed up as a big competition. I would totally agree with you, but it's not. It was set up as a cup for club clubs from England and Wales, and we've come into it. And because we've come into it, we've we've we're justifying. I think a poor decision. I don't think it was poor. It was never set up as a big competition. If we want a big competition, we should be having one. Absolutely, I totally agree. We should be having a big competition. Eagles should be going. The Eagles uh, should be playing all these teams, not just one-off games, called off on a whim, played on a whim, played on a Thursday at five o'clock. There should be full competition with that, and I agree with Packy on that one. But this wasn't that competition, and that's my problem with it. Okay, Packy, anything else on the passion? 
Uh, anything else you want to what? Rant about. This is the end of your other business section. Oh, uh, salary cap. Oh, he's in. Oh, hello. He came prepared and you didn't realise it. This is good. This Viva Premiership salary cap. Um, just broken, yeah, yeah, according to press releases, nobody had broken it. Um, complete and utter lies. They're absolute spoof merchants. They're, I wouldn't I wouldn't believe their radio. Uh, it's it's just I can't believe it like that yeah. all the stuff that's going on with them um, great to see the Welsh Regents got an extra million they're going to have an extra did, million yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe finally they'll start you know supporting the league I follow their, a lot of their journalists on Twitter and it's moan and whinge about the about the, the Pro 12 here but um, maybe they start to be more positive well they need to and as yeah. a general public they need to I constantly hear grief about or not even grief just rubbish about the Welsh public or you know it's a rugby nation and all that it's not a rugby nation not, they can't, not judging you know. by attendance is no it? no so no. where does that leave the proposal to have these um, uh, to establish a super super competition which is what some of the Welsh have come up with like a British and Irish A-League. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I'd love to see it. Doncaster is struggling that one. Yeah, it? I'd love to see it. Uh, super rugby-esque competition. I'd like to see it. Uh, what they do for Connacht? Well, we're kind of making... The more we progress like this, the harder it would be to even envisage getting rid of us. And we are top of the league. Oh, we are top of the league. No, what I'm saying, if you were have just to have a super competition, would you? how many teams would you have from, from Ireland in it? Four. Yeah, I go five. If you're having two from no, Wales, if you're having two from Wales, but look, it's a great point because up until maybe 18 months ago, if this had been suggested, we would have presumed we're gone. Is that isn't that a fair point, Lily? Whereas now it's starting to get a little bit more, you know. Oh no, I'd but st- we're not making up the rules of this competition, uh, and and I would still have my doubts if if this competition did go ahead that there would be four teams from Ireland in it. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I think that they'd have every team in the Premiership, the Pro 12. Well, I, I think the Italians. I think the Italians. I, know, I think the Italians should uh, go into the French league or something because I don't think they offer anything to the Pro 12. But if uh, to do that, the British and Irish League um, conference conference system, and um, I think it's the way to go. NFL esque. Yeah, basically. Okay. Alan's a bit upset over here. He didn't rant, so we just go over to him for that, Alan. Yeah, I can get my rant. What's your rant? My rant was... Before you rant. To mind your rant. Uh, Actually, (laughs) we're we're listening to you every week. Um, (laughs) Oh, bring the crimp in, man. Actually, no, I have to say one last thing. A fellow who never really got a smell... Of, of first team games last year um, was immense tonight Dave Heffernan he was oh, yeah. my man oh, of the match actually yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah he was no he was he was outstanding and um, it looks like McCartney's going to be out for a while now but uh, I'd, I'd start him now for definite carried ball excellently great hands um, yeah for a converted back row he's playing really really well can I talk now <laughs> <laughs> my, my rant is on the fact that um, again over overly loud PA system it was great tonight because there was no music tonight because one of the guys wasn't here tonight and his, mu- his playlist wasn't available so there was no music so the, the crowd were all chatting away and it was brilliant and all of a sudden you were just deafened by the PA announcer who tried to get the crowd behind to cheer the players he was so loud the crowd stopped cheering because they couldn't because they were being deafened by how loud he was it was amazing. It was just, you know, you think, God, you know, we can do this ourselves. We don't need to be shown or told how to cheer, when to cheer, when not to cheer. We can create our own atmosphere. Really just... Um, Rob, just want to, was asking, how do you think uh, Alessandro Zanonini... Ah, oh, Jesus, I know. I'm getting such a kick in for this. Zanini. 
Zani. 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 It's what Zani. I was saying the entire game. Zani. No, 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 I know it's Zani now. But I, I, I actually practiced this before and I have a recording of myself saying Zani because I realised it was saying Zanini. If it's any consolation, uh, AJ McGinnessy. Thanks, Packy. It's AJ McGinnessy. McGinnessy, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't change the fact. Luckily, he had bad game. It's such a bad game that I didn't really have to mention him too often. But yeah, Aaron Byrne over here, who's like my main number one backup in the, in the commentary booth, was like, just one thing, Rob. I, I don't normally say this, but but who? I didn't know who you were saying at seven. <laughs> who was this Zanini guy? Anyways, yeah, I, I wondered who'd come off that time. Nah, going Zanini, right. going, Look, come on. Who the hell? It's going to happen once in a while. Just, 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 just on one thing. But like, we won five in a row, which matched our 2002 five in a row. <laughs> where where we won by one point, one point, three point, six points, and one point. Yeah, including Mark McHugh's drop goal in Donnybrook yeah. in 2002. Last time we won away to an interview. That didn't hit the ground. Oh, don't you ruin one of the greatest memories of. Are you serious? Yeah, I was up there. That one convinced that ball never touched Stop the ground. Stop ruining it. The, the, this, is, this is why just, I brought it up because Rob loves that. Just, just, just here back. we go, here we go. So the ball goes back. To everyone's converging on Eric Elwood. I'm in the crowd going, lads, they're not going to Elwood. They're going to McHugh. They're going to McHugh. And they went to McHugh and he nailed it. And that ball, that ball yeah, hit the ground and left yeah, dust yeah, yeah. spewing all over it. I can't yeah. believe you're saying that. No, still, 100%. That wasn't a drop kick. He kicked a goal. No, that doesn't count. Anyways, yeah, okay. Stop! Ru- oh, you've ruined one of my great sporting memories. The only problem I have with that five wins in a row, which was in 2002, was that the next game we played was um, here, and we lost 40 0 So it's Pontypridd up against Pontypridd. Their third mention in this podcast. Finishing this week on a sad note and a really important note, and there's one from everyone here. Huge uh, sympathies to uh, Rodney Ayew and, and the Ayew family on the death of his father. He's flown home, and the whole team are wearing black armbands today, and suitably so. And the lads echo that. So that's it from us. We'll be back next week. We'll be broadcasting from here when we watch Connick play the Newport Gwent Dragons select B-side. And, uh, and when we hear from William, Nicole Kidman, Lindley, and maybe a few other people over in uh, Krasnyarsk.